Welcome to On Air, the CFM podcast. For over 50 years, CFM Distributors has been your leading HVACR wholesale distributor in the Midwest. In this HVACR podcast, you'll hear from employee owners of CFM Distributors who will provide you with stories, experiences, resources, and ideas to better your business. You can find more information and episodes on our website at cfmdistributors.com or email us at info at cfmkc.com. Our people said that they wanted to learn something new about refrigerants and the future of our refrigerants. So this is an ever-changing topic, and we are going to continue to change as the industry changes. So what we're trying to accomplish is quite simple. We're trying to reduce the environmental impact that HVAC equipment and HVAC refrigerant has on our environment. We're trying to increase efficiencies while also decreasing emissions. So obviously, if we decrease emissions, we reduce the environmental impact and vice versa. So we're reducing environmental impact. Uh, we want to increase efficiency and de- decrease the emissions that uh, HVAC equipment takes on uh, the environment. So. Some of the terms that we're going to use through today's presentation are familiars that you, uh, are terminology that you may be familiar with and some terminology you may not be familiar with. Some of these are temperature, heat, BTUs, thermodynamics, ODP, which stands for ozone depletion potential, CFC, GWP, which stands for global warming potential, HCFCs, HFCs, and HFOs. So we're going to dive into each one of these uh, and make sure that we have uh, a, a really good understanding of what each one of these terms mean and give some explanation to those. So we're going to start off with some really basic stuff because these are building blocks for understanding the future of our refrigerant. So heat is a form of energy used to increase the movement of molecules. As heat or as added to a substance, there's a greater movement of molecules and as the heat is removed from a substance, the molecular activity reduces. So we know that uh, when we freeze water, uh, the molecular activity uh, reduces, the water freezes, and vice versa for boiling water, uh, the molecular activity increases when we boil the water. BTU is the unit of heat measurement, and it is uh, the amount of energy required to raise one pound of water one degree Fahrenheit. Once again, guys, I understand that these are kind of basic terms, and uh, like I said, these are building blocks for us to understand uh, how our refrigerants uh, remove heat from a substance. Thermodynamics, this is a concept we all should be familiar with in this industry. It's a branch of physics that deals with heat and temperature and their relation to energy, work, radiation, and the properties of matter. All right, so now we're getting into the refrigerant, uh, the refrigeration aspect of things. So these are terms that we're going to use quite a bit through today's presentation. ODP, ozone depletion potential. It is defined as the ratio of global loss of an ozone due to a given substance. Global warming potential, GWP, is what is driving our change of refrigerants. So global warming potential is a measurement of a substance that absorbs heat in relation to CO2. So as my, as my slide states here, the GWP is driving the next refrigerant change, a measurement of how much infrared energy a gas will absorb relative to carbon monoxide. 
or sorry, carbon dioxide. Uh, the largest, the larger the GWP, the more heat that gas will absorb relative to CO2. So CO2 is our baseline. CO2 would have a uh, an equation of one, and so anything over one is more heat, more infrared heat that would be absorbed from that gas in relation to CO2. That's important for us to know as we talk about driving change for refrigerants and what GWP potentials each refrigerant has. So a CFC is a chlorofluorocarbon. And an example of a CFC was R12, and many of you have probably used R12 refrigerant in your, in your career. And R12 refrigerant contains a chlorine molecule and unfortunately, once the chlorine molecule is in the atmosphere, it drifts slowly upwards into the stratosphere, where it is broken up with ultraviolet light produced by the sun, releasing the chlorine atoms. So the chlorine atoms separate from their, their molecular bond uh, when the UV rays from the sun uh, hit the, uh, hit the uh, refrigerant, or the CFC refrigerant in this case. Um, so when that, when that molecular bond is broken, and the chlorine molecule separates, uh, it is depleting uh, the ozone in the stratosphere. <clears throat> so that is the reason for the phase out of R12 refrigerants and CFC refrigerants, is we want to reduce the, well, now we do not have a chlorine atom, uh, but we, for the longest time, wanted to reduce that. Um, so the chlorine atom will de deplete and destroy the ozone molecules. So that, the CFC refrigerants, R12, was phased out in a treaty known as the Montreal Protocol that was enacted in about 1989. HCFCs, hydrochlorofluorocarbons, such as R22, were known to be a short-term solution when replacing uh, CFCs, such as R, uh, R12s. Although HCFC refrigerants have a far less ozone depletion potential than CFCs, such as R12, the ozone depletion potential is still far from zero. And ultimately our goal is to have our ODP at zero. So uh, the HCFCs were prohibited uh, from newly manufactured since about 2010. In 2010, um, manufacturers started phasing out the R22 products that were being produced at that time. Uh, and Fortene was uh, alive and well at that point. And so uh, for the last 10 12, 10, 12 years, we have been uh, using a lot of R410, which is a HFC refrigerant. So R12 is an HFC refrigerant. And, sorry, not R12. R410 is an HFC refrigerant. And HFC, stand, HFC stands for hydrofluorocarbon. And so examples of HFC refrigerants is R32 and R410. And they were in, introduced in about 1990, but like I said, they were, we started really ramping them up and using them in about 2010 when the Montreal Protocol, uh, when the Montreal Protocol uh, started uh, phasing out R22. So HFC refrigerants were primary replacements for HCFCs in unitary ducted products or unitary products in general. HFCs have a zero ozone depletion potential. However, they are known for potential greenhouse gases and give us a high GWP, which once again is a global warming potential. So for reference, 410A has a global warming potential of about 2,088, 
which is actually higher than R22. So with R22, we have a zero, or with R22, we had a ozone depletion potential. With R410, we do not have an ozone depletion potential. With R410, we have a higher global warming potential than we do with R22, but we do not have an ozone depletion potential. I hope that makes sense. The HFC refrigerants represent a greener alternative to CFCs and HCFC refrigerants. So HFOs, we were probably, all of us were probably familiar with HFCs, HCFCs, and HF, uh, but HFOs are the future of our refrigerants. That's a hydrofluoroolefin. HFO refrigerants is the next generation of refrigerants with a zero ozone depletion potential and a low or no global warming potential, depending on which refrigerant we're talking about, which HFO refrigerant we're talking about. Um, the higher, the higher efficiency of natural refrigerants have a lower impact on global warming, such as carbon dioxide uh, um, and uh, propane or R290. We've heard about uh, people uh, and companies, uh, small walk-ins, small reach-in coolers being uh, utilized with R290 refrigerant or propane. So, <coughs> excuse me. So those are those are somewhat of natural refrigerants uh, that have low to no uh, global warming or environmental impact. So we've talked about HFCs, HFOs, um, HCFCs, but what does a CFC, an HCFC, and an HFC stand for? So let's break those down. So a CFC, let's start here at the top. A CFC once again is a chlorofluorocarbon. Uh, and it talks about the molecular structure of that refrigerant. So it's got chlorine, fluorine, and carbon. A HCFC would be a hydrochlorofluorocarbon, and that's got hydrogen, chlorine, fluorine, and carbon. And then we have hydrofluorocarbon, which has hydrogen, fluorine, and carbon. So you can see the difference between the HCFC and the HFC refrigerant is we do not have a chlorine uh, the chlorine molecule. So I hope that helps to clarify. So in summary, HFC and HCFC were banned due to the chlorine that damages the ozone layer. The HFCs do not contain chlorine molecules. They do have a high global warming potential, a measurement of how much greenhouse gas is trapped in the atmosphere. Global warming potential is a measurement used uh, in relation to carbon dioxide as a baseline. Starting the carbon dioxide has a, uh, has a factor of one. Looking at the global warming levels of some refrigerants in the industry near 4,000. So for reference, uh, R410 has about 2,080, 2,088 uh, is its level of global warming potential. So, but some refrigerants in our industry that we currently use have a global warming of 4,000. So it is, it is the driving factor of states and uh, treaties and protocols to drop that global warming potential down below 750 by the year 2023. So January 1st of 2023, it is our goal to reduce that, it is the goal to reduce that global warming potential below 750 
And keep in mind that our current global warming potential of R410A is about 2080. Thank you guys very much for all your participation. Really appreciate it. Thank you guys for attending. Uh, hope it was beneficial for you all. And uh, so uh, let, maybe, uh, maybe shoot us an email at training at cfmkc.com and let us know what training you're interested in. Uh, it's training at cfmkc.com. Have a great day and a good rest of your week. And I want to thank you once again for attending our class. Thank you for listening today. You can tune in each Tuesday right here for new episodes. If you'd like more information, visit CFM's website at cfmdistributors.com or email us at info at cfmkc.com.